change your life from zero to hero of no time. He can take you from the grass to the grace in no time. He's a man of easy word. Oh, as faithful as he says, oh, you will not sleep in changing. No. At your weakest, he is strong. Oh, when you're blind, he's oh, You will not so can we brag about to go can we do it for the rest of this day today but we love and love and love you we love you we love you Say that it's a good evening, and that they say, uh, like the how they say that it's a good afternoon, but of my will say it is a good after evening. <laughs> anyway, I just want to welcome everybody. This is the heart of worship national ministry Africa, the live number one live podcast all over the world, and on Facebook, and so many platforms that people are following us from there. May God bless you so much that are listening. 
I love, I want to send my greetings to my brother Pori, who's always put on a loudspeaker in the sense center that people can listen. <laughs> I'm so much glad about that. You just tell them that is my brother, that is my brother. Indeed, I'm so happy for this evening that we are going to have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much, guys, for coming. May God bless you so much. And those who are still in the way that are joining us right now, I send my greetings to my hobbies and hoggies that are listening from different parts of the world. They will told me, man, we are going to be listening to you. This is so much wonderful and great uh, to have such uh, a moment. Today we're going to talk about uh, uh, Christian rest. Of course, uh, Christian rest. And we have a wonderful um, person that is going to be talking to us. And this is uh, Teacher Wilson. I think I can use that word. That is uh, Teacher Wilson. Um, before I go further, I just want just uh, just uh, just a simple. Let me do it this way. Just a simple few words, uh, please, um, Teacher Wilson. Can you please just tell us how has been your day today and? Uh, how everything is going, and then we shall proceed. Just to greet us, just to greet us as the initial staff. Yes, teacher Wilson. Uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Mr. John Bosco. Okay. Uh, today it has been a cool day. Everything has moved on well, and I'm just waiting for this moment to have you people learning together how as we Christian need to know that at one time we shall receive our rest in Christ, but the day has been good and cool. I really thank God uh, for his protection and for his leadership and for everything. Yeah. That's awesome. That is teacher Wilson. That is teacher Wilson. Yes, uh, before I can just proceed in so much of the, a lot of the discussion that we're going to have right now, uh, when I received the statement that Christian rest, I thought of different rests that we normally have. We have a night rest, and you can see that sometimes when you hear someone, like maybe I've done a great job, maybe a great work, somebody has been busy from morning up to evening, you hear that person saying, hey, let me have a rest. But someone told me, and that is my mentor, he taught me one thing that it's not everything that it is rest. So he used to say that it's just a nap. So he was like, I'm taking a nap, but <laughs> not rest, I'm just taking a nap. So I was so excited, I said, hey, it's not only just being called a rest, but even it is a nap. So in the Christian life, do we take naps or we take rest? <laughs> in the Christ Jesus, there is rest that Christ has talks about whereby... Um, he said that when you come, those, who are, uh, those, that those who are already um, part up, the people who are already burdened, people who are having big and, and, and who are having big burdens, so that he can give them rest. There is a rest that Christ gives, and there is a rest that we normally have after working, after doing much work, after struggling, toiling up and down, doing this and this. There is that rest that always we think that we take. I would like even to think about another rest whereby 
some people they call it in that way because they don't want to mean that person has died but they just say rest in peace we have so many kinds of what that kinds of moments we can use the word rest because when someone is there say rest in peace rest in peace i say yeah what kind of that what kind of rest is that <laughs> someone to rest in peace but remember that rest you cannot come back not until Christ Jesus is back uh, for the second coming when people are going to be raised up and be given the immortal bodies but right now of course we have to accept that rest for death is different from rest that Christ has gives and again that rest that Jesus Christ gives it is different from what the rest that we receive from after doing much work all that teacher Wilson will touch will talk about them we will give us what kind of rest is he meaning having rest in Christ what does him what does he mean by that Christian rest I just hear there's so many Christian like but before I go, I go into that there is something that I would like to uh, give a little bit when I was reading the scripture that uh, uh, teacher Wilson was trying to uh, forward in his sermon that is the Hebrews 4 that where he bases uh, most of his teachings but I love the verse 12 the verse 12 says in, in, in the Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 that for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit I would like you even to unline that word that piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart out of worship we normally move on something called examining ourselves and that is our theme this year as heart of worship <coughs> africa we examine ourselves through the word of god but i'm so much moved about this scripture there are so some elements that he brings out that it is the word that is like a sword you know when you have a sword you feel like even you have that strength you have that power you feel that it is the word of god which is living and is powerful what does it do it is sharper than any two-edged sword what does it do the two-edged sword that the piercing in piercing even to the division of soul and spirit it does not even stop on the soul not only the spirit but even to the spirit and the both of the spirit and even the soul what does it mean the word of god becomes the mirror we look into ourselves and we examine ourselves and we get to know that before i go into so much uh, details ladies and gentlemen let me just give Jawison his time and uh, he can continue yes, Jawison, um what do you mean by christian rest if at all i may ask yes Jawison. Ah, okay thank you once again john bosco i think you have already introduced me i may not do more further introduction Amen. Uh, you know as as you are trying to talk i've been listening that we have different kinds of rest as people view the word rest because mm. some may think having the rest is maybe i've been working for the whole of the day then i need to take some time and rest and maybe take a coffee or take a shower and you know refresh my minds then other people think that maybe having rest is being in place and say that what you wanted to accomplish in a certain day in a certain period has been finished and like you feel oh 
you're satisfied this is what I wanted to be done uh, today. Mm. But another the rest with Christian rest simply I've defined it in this way. It is the satisfaction of the soul found in doing God's will. Mm. You know, even God himself took a rest as we read in, in Genesis, the book of Genesis about the creation. Uh, the Bible clearly tells us that when God saw that he has finished and set everything in place and he looked at it and it was good, then he rested on the seven is the day. So, I've defined the Christian rest as having the satisfaction of the soul when you are doing God's will. I don't know, we have different things God wills us to do for. I may be, God's will for my life may be teaching, may be evangelizing, may be singing, I don't know what you have. But if you do God's will and you feel that, yeah, you are really serving your Lord. That is, you feel that your heart is at peace. One musician sang the song I really want to listen to when he was talking about the place where we feel that our heart is at peace with God, where there is forgiveness, where there is comfort, where there is peace, and for sure you feel you in good terms with God. You know, we human beings, we are born naturally sinners and we are rebellious before God. So sometimes we feel, we feel that we are afraid to go before the presence of the Lord. But that satisfaction that you can interact with God, you can serve the Lord without any fear, without any tremble before Him, that is the Christian rest I'm talking about. Wow, awesome, awesome. Hey, I continue again to understand that uh, there are some people uh, on different areas, uh, like uh, for instance, when they say uh, someone has died, let us take it in that way. They normally talk about that kind of rest. They, we normally use the word rest in peace. And sometimes I want to know the meaning. But when you talk about Christ's, uh, when you talk about Christ's rest, the Christian rest that you're talking about, I get to understand. So how can you, how can we help people who normally hear, even on their stresses and on internet and other stuffs, whereby? It is very easy. Someone even write it in um, in abbreviation RIP, rest in peace. So, which kind mm. of peace are they meaning? And when it comes to, uh, because we have understood the the the, the rest that uh, from someone someone from work, the rest that Christ, that Christ showing us. Now, how can we help these ones that are taking even death to be a rest in peace? Is it true that it is a rest in peace? Because even a sinner, even, <laughs> I don't know, all of us we are sinners, but of course, a, 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 a person who confessed and who didn't do that, all of them, they, call, they, 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 they tell them the same thing. Should we call it just like a slogan? Should we turn it to be a slogan? How can we term that? If at all you can give an idea on that one. How can we maybe drive people into what you're meaning to a Christian rest than rest in peace and of which even sometimes it's not really a rest in peace. <laughs> yes, Mr. Teacher Wilson. Okay, thank you, Mr. JB. Ah, 
regarding to that, uh, I'll bring a simple story which we learned from. I'll take us back to the children of Israel when they were still in slavery in Egypt. God promised them the promised land. We know that they were living under a life of torture and misery. So they were expecting I think the network is uh, the network has gone off. Um, yeah, yes, he was trying to, con- to continue explaining, but let me just continue uh, giving a hint of some of the few uh, things as he's coming back uh, on his uh, on his on his on his point. The point here we are talking about is all about uh, having rest in Christ Jesus. That's what we call it the Christian rest. What kind of rest as Christians we have to experience? Is it just a normal rest? Is it just resting in peace as, as other people say? Is it like um, something else? What is that Christian rest that we are talking about? When someone says that I've gone to rest or someone has gone to rest, what do you understand by that? That's what teacher Wilson that. Um, was trying to explain but just due to some problems when it comes to connection uh, connections have intervened in and uh, they have interrupted but anyway let us uh, see how to handle that let us see how to handle that by the grace of God yes um when we look at um, when we look I don't know here I can read for you a bit as we are continuing uh, there is something here let me get yes I've got it I've got it he continues saying that to understand and experience the Christian rest when you read in the book of Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13 that um, this refers to the satisfaction of the soul found in doing God's will and that is to say that there are four types of rest referred to join uh, in the text that is Sabbath rest, garden rest, gospel salvation rest and eternal rest. Then he talks about the, the three P's to note about a Christian or eternal rest and uh, he talks about provision of rest that is number one the promise of the rest is assured by God the source of all rest that is verse 1 verse 3 and verse 5 uh, in Hebrews chapter 4 then he talks of the divine promise of rest and proclaimed by preaching the gospel and then the finished work of redemption provides rest for the soul that is verse 3 and verse 4 in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 then he continues and said that he so for us who believe okay. in that shall rest in the eternal peace but those ones who do not believe in the gospel will not rest in that eternal peace hmm. Hmm. wow yes um let me do it in this way 
then uh, we shall continue with uh, the teaching in Jesus' name. Let me do it in this way, by God's grace. gentlemen we will be back from that short break uh today we are with the uh, teacher wilson continuing to give us the question raised explanation and the full sermon and i would like to pass this by and it's that everyone anyone that you will need the notes please just inbox me i'll send the notes to you and of course they will be uh in your inbox i can even post them somewhere if you want them through the email if you want them through the whatsapp you want them through the any platform I will just send them to you and that you can pass through and even you follow us as we are continuing to learn in Jesus' name. Yes, teacher Wilson, uh, you can take your time and you deliver in Jesus' name. Yes, teacher Wilson. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was trying to answer the question you asked about telling people to rest in eternal peace. Uh, to those who receive my sermon notes, I tried to summarize this with three P's. And the first P of the rest was provision for the rest. And we see this in the first uh, in the first eight scriptures of our text, that is Hebrews chapter four from verse one. We are reading the whole chapter. So I tried to look at if you study this text carefully, you'll find out that the word rest appears like nine times in this text but there is there is a way it is interchangeably used where there where you will see his rest and my rest so not the grammar in which the word is used so i was saying that the divine promise of rest of the christian rest is proclaimed by the preaching of the gospel as we saw the children of right the message was delivered to them that they will be once saved from the bondage of slavery, and to those who believed, were able to reach the promised land. But to those who did not believe, did not make it to the promised land. So, of course, preaching. Yes, we do. People stand and preach. You find them on the roadsides, over the radios, over social media. Nowadays, on every platform, you'll find people preaching. But preaching will benefit every individual as long as you you take and trust or believe in the message that has been delivered to you. The faith you have in hearing the gospel they are proclaiming today will give you the promise for the rest. But if you just hear the preaching and you take it for granted, my dear, you may not be able to pursue this Christian rest we are talking about. Then for us today, for the children of Israel, the promise was made to them. That was the Canaan land. That's, that's where they were going to go. And that was the rest for them. But for us as Christians today, the finished work of Christ at the cross, because for us we are not going to sacrifice before God, we are not to offer sacrifices to praise God, but we receive our rest through the redemption of Christ as he died at the cross, paying for all 
iniquities. So that is where we receive the soul. When you receive the gospel, as Jesus was telling the Pharisees that, Come to me, all you who are weird and burdened, then I will give you rest. That if you come to Jesus, if you believe that Jesus died for you, and you admit that you are a sinner, there is nothing you can do for yourself, then you receive that rest within you. So, our rest is received through the feet work of Christ at the cross when we believe that for sure Christ paid it all for me. There is nothing I can, I can do for myself to unrest. You know, like there is a thing I've observed in this world that there is a saying they say that it is your youthful state which works for your older age. If you don't work hard when you're still a young man, you still have energy. Then in your older age, you may not have this, you may not rest, you will still continue working. So that's why we see people trying to work hard so that in their older age, they may have everything set in place so that they can rest and enjoy their older age. So we as Christians today, God wants us to join him in his rest. The one he gave to us, like through Jesus Christ, when he offered Jesus Christ for our redemption, he wants us to join him in that rest of the souls. Because after we sinning, we puzzled God because he had created us in his own image. But again, that image was destroyed when we sinned before God. So as a means of reconciliation, as a means of having peace with him, God did not leave us as orphans. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to pay what was worthy to redeem us from the iniquity of sin. So, if we admit and receive that, we are able to receive the rest and we shall be able to join God in him the rest of the soul and that is the eternal rest we always tell people that rest in peace that's why my theme i use the text from the book of revelation when peter was i mean john was writing about the revelations of christ in revelation 14 13 where he said that i had a voice from heaven saying unto me write Rest are the dead which die in the road from henceforth. Yeah, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labor and their works do follow them. So, my dear Christians who are listening to me today, that one the time is coming when we shall receive rest from our labors and our deeds, whatever we are doing here on earth will follow us in heaven as we are going to receive our rest. So let's struggle hard to be doing the will of God as we define the Christian rest. Because when you do the will of God, your soul will be satisfied. And on that day, you will receive the rest. So as you sit before the throne of God, as we go, as we yearn to go in that eternal rest, let's work hard to do the will of God. Let's not be like the children of Israel who, who chose to rebel against God. For us, 
the word was written to us the the power of revelation has revealed to us the redemption through Jesus Christ that we have just a free access to God just by believing in Jesus Christ and doing the will of God that we may receive the rest in our lives like then the other thing is i've talked about that that unbelief if we don't believe in God if we don't believe the word of God then we shall not have the life of peace and rest and this is obvious even in our normal life if you are rebellious if you don't believe you will find that your heart is always in questions is always in wondering because you don't believe in anything you you don't trust in anything like you cannot stay with an with any person and you are not obedient you are not somebody who concur with what that house rules are so you will find that your heart is not always at rest you will find that you are not always at peace so if you are a someone who is full of unbelief who is full of doubting then your life will not have rest as you see the children of Israel for them those ones who were unbelievers who never obey or believe the word of God when the scholars high came back with the message about the land and the ten of them told them that the other people are giants they are stronger than us we, we cannot win them though the land is flowing with milk and honey but the people living in that land are powerful they are going to win us when they had that their hearts were troubled their hearts were full of trouble they didn't have peace they were restless so they ended up missing the rest but to those ones who believed the words of Joshua and Caleb were content they knew that the God who had promised them will not fail them will give them that rest will enable them to just all those people who are inhabiting that land by them and indeed God did that so if we also have unbelief if we don't believe the gospel today if we don't believe what they are telling us today, what the bible is telling us to what God is calling us to do is will God is calling us to do with him so if we fail against God if we don't believe God is what then we may not receive the rest we are yearning for and yet our toil on this earth is that one day God will come and crown us with a crown of victory when we have fulfilled what he wanted us to remember it is us who are responding to the heavenly call not the heaven responding to our desires or our our things we need in life so it is us to respond to what the heavens wants us to do in other words it is us to fulfill God's will not God fulfilling our will So then the other P I'm talking about the Christian rest the first P has been the provision for rest then the other P is about the pursuit for rest the one we are pursuing for we say that spiritual rest will culminate in eternal heaven in eternal rest in heaven that when this earthly life is over when the life the, the life of the flesh is over and you have come in the spiritual realm it was will found when the 
who will be found in the castle in Jesus Christ will receive that rest and will be glorified. They will be happy. However much they are going through troubles in this other life, however much challenges are coming our way, but we know that after this life, we shall receive the crown of our labor. We shall be glorified. We shall be honored before God. Today, we are dishonored. Today, we are being underestimated by the non-believing world, but we know at the day. That's why we have that hope. We have the living hope that he who conquered the grave will give us that eternal life. He's coming to take us to stay with him. So, as we pursuit for the rest, we are sure for hearts who have trusted in Jesus Christ that we shall receive that rest. But now we are pursuing for it, we are waiting for it. But tomorrow, when that time comes, the inheritance itself will be ours. We shall enjoy the fruits of our inheritance. But now we are just pursuing for it, we are yearning for it. But the time is coming for us tomorrow when it shall be in our hands. So we time will come when we occupy our places, our heavenly places that the Lord Jesus Christ went to prepare for us. As we are pursuing for them now, as we are struggling for them now, we are facing a lot of challenges. But tomorrow, after this life of the fresh, we are going to sit in those places and we are going to have the full inheritance of what God has prepared for us. And we shall be rested all the heavy burdens, all the challenges. There will be no more crying, no more weeping, but the places we are yearning for are full of peace, joy, and they are glorious places you have ever thought about in this earth. You know, on the earth, on this earthly life, people think that when you go to America, when you go to New York, that is the heaven of the earth, and you feel that you are in heaven, guess what? You will be there, but still you will find the challenges. They will tell you a bomb has been here. They will tell you this outbreak has come, but guess what? The place I'm talking about, there is no more viruses which will outbreak. There will be no more wars happening. There will be no more weeping. It is a place of peace. It is a place of rest where there is no more working. There is where there is no more tearing to get food, but it's a place of us receiving the rest in our lives. So my dear Christians, my dear brothers and sisters who are listening to me, I know life today is not easy. I know we are going through many challenges, but I want to encourage you that a time is coming when we shall receive our rest from our Lord Jesus Christ. He promised, and if you started a good work, is faithful to complete it. So persevere in every situation you are going through. Persevere in every challenge you are going through. A time is coming when Christ is coming to take us. People die, we tell them, rest, you tire, rest in peace, we call it rip. But my dear, those who have not trusted in the Lord, those who have not believed the gospel, they are not going to receive this rest. But to us who have lived in Jesus Christ, have the hope that we are going to enter into this race. 
let me just share with you something the small here about the last p and that is the power of the rest and this is the scripture most of us use as john boscas talked about it that is hebrews 4 12, which talks about the word of god having power like a, a double-edged sword to cut inwards our hearts like dividing our soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and descends our thought. You know, nowadays in church, we as Christians, yes, because we human beings, we cannot judge the Christianity of someone. We do not say that it is God, it is the Holy Spirit who saves. So the word of God has power to cut and divide our souls and heart. It can expose what no man can see. It can expose every evil, every thought we have in life. So if you're standing in church here and you're a hypocrite and you're a Christian who is hypocrite, you live to to praise the people who are around you. You serve because you want to praise the people who are around you, but inside you, you are not trusting God. Inside you is full of evil. Guess what? The word of God is able to expose that. The Bible says that whatever is done in darkness shall be one time be brought to light. So, I want to encourage us, our dear brothers, as we just talked about, this scripture is more of self-examination. Let's examine ourselves. Are we hypocritical Christians who live just sugarcoat the rotten bread, or we are Christians who live out what we hear or what we read from the Bible? So, as Christians, let's examine ourselves as we are pursuing for this Christian rest, as we yearn to receive this Christian rest. Let's first examine ourselves, let's examine our hearts, because there is nothing we can hide from God. I can hide nothing from you, I can hide something from you. I may pretend to be telling you the truth, but indeed I'm not telling you the truth. Guess what? The word of the Lord has power to expose God. There is nothing I can hide from God. He discerns our thoughts. He knows what we are thinking about, whether we are thinking about right or wrong things. His word has that power to examine our inner souls, to examine our thoughts. So as we serve God, as we do God, let's set Let's examine ourselves. Let's be pure. Let our minds be pure. Let our lives be pure. There is one thing I like. I always use that challenges me. It is in First Corinthians where Paul was saying that, don't you know that your body is a temple of a living God? I took time and thought about that question because it is in the form of a question. Don't you know that your body is a temple of a living God? I just stopped there and started imagining about that. Then I said, if my body is a temple of a living God and really God embells in me, yet he says that for him is holy and those ones who serve him are holy. Always examine myself. Is what I'm doing glorifying the temple of God? Is my body, is my whole body, not specific parts? You know, sometimes. Christians who tend to use a slang which says that God takes the heart. So 
we try to misuse our other body parts. Eh? But let your holy body be holy. Let the whole temple just take a flashback about the children of Israel when they are going to offer. Sacrifices before God. They were meant to be holy. They had to purify themselves before going, presenting themselves before God. That's why they performed, they had to offer the offerings of purification. If you had any unclean thing on you, you were not allowed to come near the temple of God. So imagine, think about that. That one gives a picture of how our lives are supposed to be. If we are a temple of the living God, then we are put to be holy. We ought to be depicting the real house of God. When someone sees us, he sees Christ in our lives. Let our lives be Christ-like, as he said. Let's be reflecting Christ when someone sees you. He sees you as a mirror of Christ when your life is reflecting Christ in you. He could not, he doesn't need to ask you that higher question, but what he sees from you before even you say a word, he just sees it from you. We know we are not perfect as Christians, as individuals, as human nature, because we are naturally sinners. But guess what? We find our perfection in the love of God. If the love of God endures in us, then we are perfected before God. But if we do not have the love of God in us, then there is no way we shall be perfected before God. So, I really like this script, this verse 12 of the scripture, where the word of God discovers and judges the sin of apostasies. Apostasies, you know the truth. You have read the truth, what the Bible says, but you stand in and bring your own idea. You try to twist the truth around. You try to turn away from the truth. Not be like the Pharisees who knew the truth. They knew what the law was saying by then, because the law was given to Israel to Moses. They knew what the law was saying, but they turned it the other way around for their own personal benefits. Let's not copy their example, but let's be Christians who imitate Christ's example. We know the truth. We know what the gospel says. It is clear there is nothing we can do to earn us righteousness, but we receive righteousness through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are saved by grace. Paul said it is in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. It is not by our works, but by the grace of Jesus Christ that we have been saved. So, having been saved by the grace, let's not misuse the grace because it is the error, but let's be growing in the knowledge of salvation so that we may follow Christ's example in our lives. Then the other, the other thing about this power of rest is that we have a high priest and that is Jesus Christ who is able to keep us in his loving care. You know, in those days of the Israelites, it was the priest to present them before God. They could come with sacrifices, they give them to the priest so that he may present, he may intercede for them before God. But today on this current generation as Christians, we have 
the high priest that is Jesus Christ. Guess what? It's not like us, like human beings. Sometimes there are things we cannot endure. There are some challenges, like if you're helping someone, there are times you feel that here I cannot make it. But guess what? We have Jesus Christ as our high priest. He presents us before God. He knows even our weaknesses. That's why he intercedes for us before the Father. When he sees us trying to go astray, he intercedes before the Father. He reminds of the Father and of the promise that whatever he drew to him will not be separated from him. So this high priest, Jesus Christ, intercedes for us before the Father and is able to keep us in his loving care. He never fails us. He never forsakes us. He represents us. In fact, he humbles himself before the Father for our sake. So, as Christians, we can learn from him. We can hold fast on him that he can help us to receive the rest we are pursuing for. Because there is one statement I learned from a certain man. He said that if you choose to do things on your own will, with your own power, with your own energies and abilities, there is a point in life you will come to give up when things are not moving on. Yes, of course, you will try to put this in place, fix this and fix this, but you, you realize that you cannot fix everything for your own soul. That means you need a helper. So, we as Christians, there is people who try to do as much as we can to please God. There are times, take an example, you may decide that for me, I'll be helping the, the homeless children. Time will come when you have no finances. Time will come when you cannot provide for them food. Guess what? You'll be exhausted. You'll be depressed and you may think of giving up. You may think of even committing suicide. But we have Christ that even when we see the intercedes for us before the Father. He represents us before the Father. Him and the Holy Spirit bears witness for us before the Father. So, my dear my dear Christians who are listening to me, let's abide to all. Let's, let's abide in Jesus Christ. He says in the book of John 15 that there is nothing we can do by our own power. Let's abide in Him and Him will abide in us. Then the other thing is, as I'm summarizing, Christian rest is obtained and maintained by, by the mass and grace of God. And this is this is just obvious because if it is not by mass and the grace of God, then we should not we shouldn't have been yearning for it. We shouldn't have been hoping for it. Because in our ways we stumble. In our ways we are not perfect. So if it is not God's grace, if it is not His mercy, then we may not receive this grace. That's why if we work, when you work like in this earthly life, there are times you reach when they need your qualifications. There are certain kinds of job you'll find when you cannot do it because of your heritage status. 
all because of your status as an individual. So, but we as Christians, we find our race, we receive the Christian race, and it is maintained by the mercy of God and His grace. Because if it is not by grace, I don't know whether I shall have been here by now, if it hasn't been God's grace. It is really the grace that abides in our lives that we are living today. It is really the grace that we have even hope for the eternal life. It is even the hope, the grace of God that we hope that one day Christ is coming back to take us. It's grace that gives us hope and confidence in Christ. We stand boldly speaking about, testifying about His goodness in our lives. However much you find struggles and challenges, you can still stand and testify because of the grace of God that He has shown you. If you try to examine yourself, you think about the far God has brought you, you have that confidence within you that if it was a grace, if it hasn't been the mercy of God, I wouldn't have been here. So, you take a position and thank God. So, my dear brothers, as we yearn for this, for this hope, as we wait for it, let's hold fast on what we have been told. Let's hold on fast on the gospel of Jesus Christ that we receive. You know, I summarized the something here a little that people, we want to be complete in spirit and soul. We feel restless and uneasy until experiences, until we experience this completeness. If you have not fulfilled what you have said, if you have set a goal as an individual, if you have said like you have a vision for this, you will feel uneasy, you will feel restless until you achieve it, until it is complete. If it is not complete, then you will be restless every time you sit, you will be thinking about it, you will be thinking about the ways of, of accomplishing it. So this is how life is. It is us about setting goals, having visions, and trying to work hard that we pursue it. But guess what? When someone comes out and tells you this is the right way you are supposed to take so that you may receive the rest you are learning for, so that you may be comforted, most of the people do run away. We try to run away from what has been told us. But us, let's have the fear of the Lord in us as it is written that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let us be wise and fear the Lord so that we don't make the mistake of turning away from the gospel, of turning away from the truth. That's when we shall receive the rest in this life. We shall search for rest, we shall search for peace in many ways. Others will think that peace can be found in having the money, in having estates, in having what, but guess what? You will still have them, but when your heart is restless, when your soul is restless, so the rest we are going for, the rest we want for ourselves is only found in Jesus 
sacrifice and that is what we should hold on let's hold on the gospel that we have received let's hold on the truth of jesus christ so that we may be able to receive this rest in our lives so i want to thank you for listening to me and i want to thank jb for this wonderful time he has given me to share with you but to those ones who have received my message there are some questions i put below my text to help us reflect on this text to help us understand and apply on our daily lives if you go through these questions and you try to answer some of them you have a clear understanding of what i was trying to mean for example there is a question i asked today that what is the connection between body's rest and our rest because there is the rest we see as individuals as human beings then there is the rest that god has for us so what is the connection between these two these two types of rest so take a time read the text think about it i cannot give a general answer i will give as my own view so you also as an individual take a clear study meditate upon it and try to connect with these two then you come up with a clear understanding of question rest then the other question is what kind of labor presents our interest in for this rest what are we supposed to do as christians to enter into the body's rest or the Christian rest that we want. Take a time and think about it. Read through the text. It is clearly stated what we are supposed to do. Remember our definition. We define that Christian rest is the satisfaction of the soul by doing God's will. So what is your labor to enter into God's rest? Then the other question. which will really help us understand is how did the israelites canaan resemble today's christian life if you think about the canaan that was promised to the israelites how can you compare it with the christian life we have today because even as the christian life we have today, like the church we have the promise the same promise like the one which was promised to Israel it may not it, will, it is not the promise of the land that is growing honey and milk but god has promised to come back and take us to the heavenly places so how does this resemble how does the canaanites promise for the israelites resemble this one of the christian life today so if you try to take time and try answering this question with this text and thinking about what I've shared then you'll have a clear understanding of the Christian rest and what we are objected to do so that we receive this rest in our Lord Christ so thank you that is what I had for us today and God bless you have a good night I love you in Jesus name awesome awesome Awesome. Thank you so much teacher uh, teacher Wilson. That has been awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, when teacher Wilson was teaching, uh, there is something came in my mind. And it reminds me of uh, Proverbs chapter 12 from verse 1 that whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. And it continues that uh, in verse 2 that a good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. So what does it mean? Let us love instructions. 
as we read in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, it was showing us how the word of God is uh, a two-edged sword that's sharper than any two-edged sword that can pierce uh, between the soul and even the spirit. What does it mean? It acts as a mirror. But again, I love the ending of um, Teacher Wilson's speech. Oh, Teacher Wilson is somewhat. <laughs> and uh, I love this. I love this. Let me read it for you again that everyone wants to be complete in spirit. That is true. Everyone wants to be complete in spirit and soul. But this to happen, as I've told you in Proverbs 12, verse 1, that we should love instructions because the person who loves instructions loves knowledge. Once we allow the word of God to nurture us, then we are going to be complete in spirit and soul by Christ Jesus. That everyone feels restless and uneasy until he experiences the completeness. Isn't there more to life than this? So people wonder, yet when told the way they must take to experience soul rest, many turn away from me. That is true. And uh, I'm just repeating what he has said, but this is so much touching and this is so much uh, educative that let us therefore fear, otherwise we will make the same mistake. So we should not make the same mistake being people who, had, who just listen and then we forget just instantly and we just get, <laughs> you know, there are people who are just excited at hearing at, uh, uh, and, and uh, we, by, for instance, uh, there are people who just get excited in churches, people go for fellowships, they just get excited because when you, you go back, um, there are things that for them they feel like their heart are being like, I, I think, It's all about even sometimes when it is all about the gospel, which is uh, just excitement itself, excitement gospel. Then when you ask you them, what have you learned? Man, they will just, they will just tell you one thing. Ah, man, we learned. The gospel is so exciting. But indeed, they cannot even tell. They can't get, get out even any point to note out so that they can tell you why are they excited? Why were they so much uh, interested? in the service today but just here you know the statements the service has been awesome the service has been exciting the service has been wonderful something like that but it's an encouragement it's an encouragement ladies and gentlemen it's an encouragement everyone wants to be complete in the spirit and soul everyone feels restless and uneasy until he experiences this completeness therefore I just want even me to say the same thing, that we don't want to experience this. When we are told to do what the Word of God says, we always normally not want to be in a position to do what the Word says. But we just want to hear, just because it is so interesting, so exciting, something like that. But let's be kind of Christians who are examining ourselves every day and every night and every time, that we can be able to put in practice what the Word of God says. Last um, I think it was last Friday. No, 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 no. It was last uh, Wednesday. I talked about, uh, no, on Monday I had talked about the voice of God. Then on Wednesday I talked of doing the word of God. Doing the word of, I was, I was under the theme of obedience. Doing the word of God. That breathing in, it's all about when you've heard. But breathing out, it's all about acting what you, you took in. So when we let in the word of God in our lives, it does a great work. And then as our breathing out, it becomes to be the action that we do to fulfill what the word says. 
let us not be just listeners it's good to be a good listener at the same time to be a good actor so let us be good listeners at the same time as we are acting according to the word of god accordingly so may god bless you so much ladies and gentlemen this has been an awesome and awesome awesome evening but guess what god is so 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 awesome again and i would just want to leave you with this and um yeah i just want to leave you with this uh wonderful and wonderful and wonderful song in jesus name may god bless you so much we meet next time change your life from zero to hero in no time. He can take you from the grass to your grace in no time. He's a man of easy words. Oh, as faithful as he says, oh, you will not sleep in changing. No. At your weakest, he is strong. Oh, when you're blinded, he still sees. Oh, 